I'm getting in the mood, Tom. Hold on. I'm getting in the mood. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now you're frozen, Tom. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. There we go. Let me see. Here we go. You there, Tom? All right. All right. Technical glitch, folks. Let me see if we get Mr. Cooper of conspiring with Mr. Cooper back up here. There we go. Yeah, we had a bunch of, uh, or at least I did, had a bunch of things going on. And we had to have a little delay. But see if we get Mr. Cooper back. All right. Okay, folks. We're still here. Okay. Well, right now we'll go back to the Ray Parker hour. Um, in which Mr. Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis in the News still gets a check, I believe. Because I want a new drug. Sounds very familiar. She put the Ghostbusters theme up. And here we go. We've got, uh, speaking of Huey Lewis in the news. Stand by. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. Aging Mr. Herman.
your gun. Who's the man who kills for fun? Psycho dead. Psycho dead. Dead. Kills his gun. But he loves his son. Killed his wife as he waited a turn. Psycho dead. <laughs> Sure is dumb. about a shit show it's gonna be all right i can't even stop this one <sighs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you guys caught me <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, 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 what's up dude <laughs> <laughs> that's funny dude yeah I don't know what happened. Um, I think his phone died. Yeah, it says it, he, he he's texting me now, saying it was. Well, that, oh, that's about, let's wait. Let's wait till he comes back, and until then, let's. There he is. Sorry, guys. Hey, I don't. I can go. 
What ha- what? What happened, Tom? I don't know, man. My I it said I was live and it just kept playing the thing and I was I thought Chris was going to come back in, so I don't know. My phone I don't know, dude. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe- Someone sent me a text asking if, I, if, uh, if not only if I was okay, not you, Tiger, but someone was like, do you have a heart attack? I was like, I, I Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then funny. there was three. Perfect. That's fine with me, brother. Are Let's you, are you, uh, this is just all a plan to kidnap Angry Tiger for. <laughs> I was just sitting here, just trying to live, trying out these new dog biscuits I got for the bounce, and they're delicious. They're, they're gravy coated. I, I highly suggest them for everybody. But, um, you think they'll be sponsors? <laughs> no, and I wasn't trying to ask. He's a show. He's a show. <laughs> <laughs> We knew it. We're trying no, to. No, I was just trying to help Chris out because I, I didn't know what was going on. So, so guys, if you want to do your show without, I, I you know, I, I wasn't planning on doing a show. Get, get, I'll stay for 15, 20 minutes if that's all right. Yeah, that that's it. cool. Man. Yeah, you come on, brother. Whatever you want to do is all right with me. All right. Yeah, I'll yeah, stick just, around for a little while. Let me just let us know when, uh, when you're fatigued or when you got to eat or whatever, you know? Okay, this is a you got it. You nice, know cool well. little hang. We were, All we were really going to do is just uh, shoot the breeze. And we had like a Bill Cooper thing that we were going to, uh, you know, refer to here and there, like an interview he did on CNN, uh, like in 1991. But uh, we could do that a little later if you, is that all right, Tom? Whatever, dude. That's fine. Well, yeah. If, yeah. If you want to do I mean, it now, you can do it now. Do it whenever you want. Or, sure chat with, or we can chat with AT for 15 minutes and then let him do his thing or whatever. Yeah. Anytime that we can get some quality time with the Tiger. Absolutely. So cool. what's been up, man? Not much, man. It's been uh been a crazy day. I had a I had a good show last night. Um yes, you did. good about that. It's one of your um, best. I'm, I'm hoping people break the news. You know, I hope the bigger guys pick up some of that news, that bailout. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I, I hope they pick up on it. Um, I didn't watch. And you know what I did, guys? And I know this is a sin to a lot of people, but I haven't listened to any podcasts at all since yesterday. And do you feel better for it? I Well, yeah, you have to take a break from this. You know, I guess the Tiger is going to say that today. Every now and then we look at this stuff constantly, constantly, constantly. And I remember... Now, I'm not trying to like personalize anything, but this is a great example of it. I worked in a salvage yard for a long time, and my job was to like trick the people at the auction. I would make the cars look better than they would. They actually, <laughs> yeah. w- w- you know, appear better than they are, you know, hide damage, make cars drive that were undrivable so they could go around the auction once and not fall apart. Right. So they paid me, the insurance companies paid me money to do that the big ones i don't want to name them because i don't want them coming after me but all yeah. the big ones that you that advertise on the tv paid yeah. you money to do that and they knew they knew about it. thousands and thousands of dollars but anyway and then they sent me all around the country to train people to do it horrible but i was the point is i was constantly around wrecked cars damaged cars cut i cut a foot out of a car before i would have to find fingers you know right. you're, you're in this inv- oh yeah and there's a you know there's a cop standing you know over you all that's that's all oh yeah oh, yeah yeah the forensic guys there all that crap but wow. um the destruction of the cars right and you you know you see it every day day in and day out and when I worked there it was very negative energy that I had all the time it, it, yeah. it, it, and this is the same thing you're looking at a car wreck you're looking at a disaster area 
right? And you're listening to it and looking at it day in and day out and day in and day out. And that can't be healthy. As much as I love all the, you know, that's why this is important. What you guys do is important. The levity, you know, try to, you know. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, no. Well, dude, I, right now I'm I'm working on a job site with a kid who's about 26 years old. He's not even, he doesn't even have his plumbing license yet. You know, and so there's a little bit of conflict there and, and he's not structured. You know what I'm saying? I'm very structured when I'm at work. I need, I need you to feed me, brother. I need right. to work. You know right. what I'm saying? And when I'm not being fed and I'm not working, I get irritated. <laughs> you know I'm there to work. Right. Let's do this. So this dilly dallying around, not having materials there for me, that irritates me. Gets me pissed off. You know? So, yeah, I I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Tom, how tall are you? If you don't uh, mind me asking, sir. I'm 5'11". You're 5'11". Okay, yeah. what, about 170? 180? Uh, right now I am at 170. Yeah, I used to be about 230. Okay, so you're not a little guy. And, it, you know, when you talk, you look serious, you know, you, you know, that's <laughs> that irritates me. I wouldn't want you irritated at me on the job site. <laughs> well, the best thing is to do is give me my materials that I need and then leave me. alone. Just let me work. That's all I'm gonna do, you know, nothing wrong I with that. It. Nothing wrong with that at all. I, I, that's how I like it. <laughs> i don't want to know what you're doing and because i really don't care tom's got stuff he's got to get done so if you if you want to go goof off go goof off just leave me alone i got work right. to do all right well you know well that, that good night everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> now, you, mean you're, you guys are killing me this is why i watch you right this is the uh, ladies and gentlemen you got to share you got to smash the like button you got this is this is if you're gonna skip podcasts like I did, this is the the alt to this podcast information overload. Even when you guys are covering Bill Cooper stuff, it's still yeah, the way you guys present is in a way that's not it's not heavy. It's not a heavy load, man. You know, I need this today because uh it was a very stressful day. So I, I looked forward to this and then when uh a bunch of technical things and you know personal things are getting in the way, I was stressing out. <laughs> And now I'm not. So now my blood pressure, my heart rate is down. So thank you guys. Cool. Glad yeah. we can be part of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like man, we, we don't want to be too serious. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of negative stuff going on in our world right now, in our lives. You know, um, we're 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 always on that 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 uh, fear. You know, they're pumping a lot of fear into people right now, and yeah. uh, that's that's puts people in a lot of stress. And uh, and people don't normally act the way they would because of that stress and, and the fear, you know, and uh, people get irritated real easy. And I notice I've I've gotten that way, too. You know what I mean? So I, I'm part of I'm definitely of, you know what I mean? Um, really? You notice that me as well. You know, now now, uh, Jimmy, have you noticed that, too? Well, yeah, whenever, you know, uh, Mr. Kent, you know, wants me to go follow him around to, to cover one of the stories that he's reporting on for the Daily Planet, <laughs> people are very wound up. And, yes. Uh, no, seriously, though, yeah, no, I, I, I catch, I have to catch myself, too. 
because uh, now I'm having a short temper. You know, you, you know I'm, I'm a very happy-go-lucky guy. I walk around the house singing songs to the dog, right? And, yeah. and, and I'm chipper. Um, I'm chipper while I work most of the time. I'm patient, right? Because you know, Tom, you skilled trades. You got to be patient, right? Yeah. So you yeah. got to try to stay in a good mood. And I, I try to be happy most of the time, you know, but I have to admit it's, I'm asking you guys that because I, I have had short patience too. I've noticed. And I am, I can tell like, uh, because I'm a little guy, my metabolism's pretty fast. When you release cortisol, that's from stressing. Yeah. It, it, it wears you out. It does things to you. Like, and I'm wondering also if it's, I, I'm not trying to get off in conspiracy land or get heavy or anything, but I'm hey, also my 5G generator is three feet away from me. Yeah. You, know? you and Vince were talking about that. The other and day. I've been, I've been doing this now for a while, man. I've been getting headaches. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I've not felt right lately. And the short temper though, you know, and stress, dude. And then add in the fact that they have been bombing our skies, chemtrails hard lately. Yeah. Real hard. Um, okay. that's another factor that uh I think affects us as well. That makes us short tempered and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. On. My little theory is that they were spraying uh the fluvid or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> fluvid, that's a great name. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So that's pretty um, much what it was. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I love know, the name, dude. I, I was when this I was um, exposed to like five people that got got it and I never I never got it you know what I mean and then uh, my daughter's girlfriend she got sick from her brother her little brother and then we all bam we were all sick in the house so no I don't know what it was it was something you know Um, one of my cats even got sick Um, my cat Lucifer he's his immune system is um is it's a bad he has a bad immune system um uh, and uh, i can explain the reason why his no, name is i gotta say something you're gonna love this tom this is my <laughs> this is why i'm like i this is funny this is funny funny can, can i say the word shit Absolutely. Okay. Hey, brother, yeah. you are welcome to do whatever you would like on well, our show is isaiah around well, no, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say anything that I mean. I, yeah, I, I'm I just, pretty I sure Isaiah has heard that word, right. but and I'm not trying I to be funny. An idiot. <laughs> Pick me where I sit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say anything vulgar, but but that's fun. This is funny shit. So you have a cat named Lucifer, right? My and, sure. and, and my my significant other. Guess what her Doberman Pinsler's name is? Diablo. Sure. It's oh, Diablo, yeah. dude. But, <laughs> you know, I'm like surrounded by it's, it's, it's funny, dude. That's I think it's funny. <laughs> so, so, I call uh, him D. Just let me I want to explain his brother. Uh, uh, we so um one of our female uh stray cats, she had babies and she had two black cats and she was a white cat. So um it got really cold one one year, um, like nine degrees, and they were just kittens, and that they, they basically ended up coming up onto my my porch you know i would feed them and try to pet them and stuff because they were still feral and uh so uh i brought them brought them in the house um they had face was all boogered up nose they could hardly breathe uh so i brought them in mama cleaned them up got some warm water got all the bugs out of their nose and stuff and so they could breathe so we kept them in the house and uh one one uh day me and the wife went shopping and we came back and my bedroom was destroyed from these two little kittens dude <laughs> like little devils 
So that's why I named one of them Lucifer and the other one Damo because they destroyed my room, dude. So well, maybe they yeah. can come over one day and have a party with Diablo, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he, but one of oh, the brother, he passed a, a while back, but um, there was some issues. But anyway, uh, Lucifer, dude, he's like he's the joy of the house. You know what I mean? You know, so Tom, he's one I of the would... greatest cats we've ever had. I would like to point out to the viewers and, and, and to Jimmy Olsen over there um, that that was an extremely kind thing that you and your yeah. wife did for those helpless animals. And that, that is a, 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 it's an attest, a testament to your character, dude. A test. Yes. That's, that's yeah. It made me feel better. It made me feel good too. That it was a nice story. I'm, yeah. I'm used to hearing gloom and doom all friggin' day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've lost, we've lost, we've lost some cats though. You know what I mean? It, um, me too. Yeah. I have an animal. Dude, you know what I mean? Cats are like family to me. And I used to have dogs back in the day, so I'm not saying I'm a dog hater or anything. Uh, actually we used to have three pities, but I'm not a good dog owner. So we had to, we we took them to a non kill shelter. When one of my dogs die, I, I, it, it, it's a bad thing for me. It's very, it's a very bad thing. It's not good. I, you know, my dogs usually live long. I had one 19 year old dog. The other one was 15. Those were both pities. And, and when they died, dude, that was like, that was when the the 19 year old died. I had her for 19 years. You know, it was devastating, dude. I'm like, Oh my God, man. You know, and then the boy dog died. You know, a year, a year or so later, he had can't he got the cancer probably from the roundup, you know. Right. And uh, but yeah, that was horrible. But they're good buddies, right? Now they're in a, you know what were their names, off, right? What? What were their names? Launch was the girl dog, so I named her after after a cat cartoon character in Dragon Ball Z. All right, and then that would go off, right? She'd go off, and that Launchy, she wanted to kill everything that moves. If yeah. it would move, if it was a leaf blowing across the the sidewalk outside the house, she was barking at the window and wanting to kill things, and she cost me several thousand dollars in vet bills. She grabbed a husky one time, dude. I'm walking her. Actually, me and my dad were walking. He had her because he was older, and I had my younger dog Casper. That was the other dog's name. Casper. <laughs> and this we lived in this suburban town called. Yeah, well, we lived in a suburban town. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and it was kind of like they made the mistake of buying a house where they really shouldn't have. And it was a little bit more hoity toity. We were like grease monkey kind of guys. Right. And that was like, <laughs> not really, we, we kept our lawn up and all that, but they knew we were grease monkeys. Right. We'd be working on our cars, yeah. We'd sit out on the porch and talk. Our friends would come over and talk. And that was just that neighborhood. wasn't like that. They were snooty, but this Husky sticks his snout, the Siberian Husky right in front of my launchy dude. I call her launchy. That was her nickname. And she grabbed it, dude. And did she tried to pull the dog underneath the two inches of wooden fence that its snout came under? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I go over, you know, I'm like, oh my God. I, I take, I try, everybody go around. I go to the house. I knock on the door and uh, I'm like, the guy's, I'm going to, I'm going to change his name. The guy's name was Polly, but it rhymes with Polly. And he, I, 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 he, I go, Polly, your dog's really hurt. I think I, uh, my, my dog grabbed its snout. He goes, well, I heard doggy and he's got this curly hair and he looks like, who does he look like, dude? Like a mix between Richard Simmons and that, that nice guy that plays the guitar. Do you know who I'm talking about? Anyways. <laughs> and he was, he was a music. Taylor? <laughs> yeah, What's his name? Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Wait, he was a music oh. teacher too, and he's got these glasses and curly hair, and he's you know liberal. Oh, it's, like, it's like the one in Beavis and Butthead, lesbian seagull. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. He's like, well, I thought I heard doggy noises out back. I'm like, dude, your dog was screaming. It sounded like all the hounds from hell were coming out of its asshole, you know, or it was shitting razor blades or something. What do you mean you heard doggy? I didn't say that. I'm like, you need to check your dog and probably take it to the vet and send me the bill. I was like, please don't call the police. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> Because they will probably kill all of our dogs. If they no, do. that was her third. That would have been her third strike. She would have been dead because she had two against her. Well, yeah. I I don't know what happened. One time a, a chihuahua got in our backyard and somebody let the dogs out. And boy, that just did not end good for the chihuahua at all. Oh. Wow. This I mean, is- I, literally, I literally had to beat them dogs off that off that chihuahua too. You know, and, and I, I don't like doing stuff like that, but I... I it was, it was all for naught, right? The chihuahua yep. was gone. That, that, that's one of the wow. things I deplore is dog fighters. Yeah. I hate them. Because if you can want, listen, no. dogs are appealing to the eye aesthetically, right? They're fuzzy. They're kind of like, I, I hate to, we're, we're three men sitting here, but they're cute, right? Yeah, I, you right. Know, I'll say it. If you can watch two of those tear each other apart, you can watch two children tear them each other apart because another thing is that dog has a mentality of about a three or a four year old child yeah. and it, it only wants to please you and you're using that and it's it's gaminess a, for entertainment yeah yeah you know, a, a blood sport that's that disgusts me like a michael vick and all that oh that guy yeah i got i got bumper i got a bumper stickers on both my cars with a you know pit bull on <laughs> his name it says yeah. Vic, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just one of the things I love dogs, dude. I've always loved dogs. I, you know, I help rescues he, out. He kind of came out and condoned it, didn't he, after? No, he or, flat out was charged with it, wasn't he? No, no, no. But I mean, after, like, he was, oh, he apologized and stuff, I think. Oh, they have a PR firm. Yeah, right? man. But you know what, Tom? There's, there. I mean, I mean, you, you know, I don't know where we'll go on this, but I, I just can't forgive people who do heinous, heinous things like that. I mean, dude, he was taking dogs and breaking them over his knee, electrocuting them. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I didn't hear about the knee thing. Wow, oh, dude. yeah, dude. Yeah, he was abusive to the dogs, like, overlording them like a big bully. I could just see it, dude. It was, you know, I, 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 I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't deal with that, man. That's that's too well, much. Well, 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 well. That's what this show is all about. It's supposed to be, you know, we're we're you know, it's it's like a hang, but like you know, we don't. Have, we were talking before that we're not necessarily going to just focus on conspiracy stuff, but right. What? Would yeah, you- like, I, I want to get Pat the Plumber on our show just to yeah. talk. I just want to get to know who Pat is. That's Pat, all Pat I want to do. Unless you know, and he's welcome to talk about conspiracy or whatever, the, whatever the hell he wants to talk about. You know what I'm saying? He can talk but about I want anything. To Patrick the plumber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So oh, yeah. We're, we're, you know, if somebody like uh, there's a, a John Henry three seven three seven in David Knight's chat room. He's an electrician. That's, he's a sparky, dude. Not to, oh, not, to, not to be confused with the John Henry that uh, is no, 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 guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's in. He goes into David Knight chat once in a while. But he's a sparky dude. I want to get to know this dude. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I, I love my construction brothers. Um, yeah. So the more I can get these guys out, and you know, yeah, I, yeah. I want to get to know these guys. You know. Well, Pat the Plumber, I can verify as a badass, and you, you're not going to be disappointed. He's actually on the 17th, I believe, going to be on the addiction episode in the den. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And he, he will, I know if you guys ask him, he'll come on. Yeah, I've asked him. We just haven't, you know, he, I think last weekend he had his, him and his wife's anniversary. So I didn't really want to, you know, he works his ass off too. Oh, uh, dude. Um, it's like uh, all of us, you know? Yeah. He's a solid guy. Yeah. Oh, a very solid guy. He's Catholic, yes. I'm not going to answer any questions like that. Okay, no, I, mean, I was just, I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I would, I would, I, I get the idea. I get that idea from him, um, but I'm not going to vouch for him. You know what I'm saying? I just, okay, you know. Well, I was just wondering if somebody might have known. That's all. I wasn't trying to. But I think you were, Tom. I think you were, you were trying to pick a fight. No, <laughs> no not at all. <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you what. If he is, he's a cool one like me. There you go. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I was born and raised Catholic myself. I'm not, you know what I mean. I, I, just, I know. I, I know. I was. Just, that was a joke. <laughs> Trying to be funny. No, so, anyways, guys, what, what, what? Uh, in the future, what else are you gonna do on this show? I'm curious. You know, because this is a great combination. I feel when I get here, I want to laugh. I just, I want to make jokes. Do you guys remember when you were kids? I don't know if this happened to you, like me and this kid. Phil, right, and Frankie and and Nick, right. We got Nick the Greek, Phil the Wop, Phil the Polak, uh, uh, Franco the Wop, and, and and the other Frankie the Wop, right. So yeah, we're yeah. all in Catholic school, dude, and we yeah. would do shit, dude, and we would do something, and we would just look at each other and start start laughing for no reason. And I'd be on shows with Chris. I'll bet on shows with Chris and with you, dude, and look at you. And just yeah, want, yeah, you told me. I just want to start laughing like a little kid, dude. Do you guys ever get that way, or do you remember getting that way when you were kids? Oh yeah, how about you, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. You used to like pull your pants down in like kindergarten and stuff, right? No, dude. You know, I was a really <laughs> quiet kid back in the when I was a kid. I was, uh, I yeah. pretty much kept to myself, and you know. Now, were you guys ever bullied or anything? Like, because I'm like, I, I was always, uh, I don't know, I was a fat kid. I'll just tell you right now, but I made everyone laugh not to pat myself on the back or anything but i was able to use the humor as a defense kind of thing so everyone kind of got along with me so i didn't have any like uh, older kids like bullying me that type of thing but you would think that maybe i was a bully but not, not so much because uh my father was a bully to me and like other people and stuff so because of that but you guys are saying that you guys are kind of like uh sh not short but you were like uh smaller guys or whatever like did you ever have that like some jerk bully like giving you a crap or tom uh i no, i got in some fights with kids you know what i mean but i was never bullied but if maybe i was being bullied and didn't know it but i was that dude like if you did something to me i'm oh, gonna yeah. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get you back you know what i'm saying so yeah. I would stick and, up for people. Like I was able to use my for that. I I don't like bullies. I don't no. like to see yeah. people be bullied. Um yeah. if I see it, I'm gonna step in and say something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's not right, you know. And what was so, you, I, I was bullied. They should be treated like human beings, just like everybody else, you know? Right. But we all have our faults in one way or another. So well, I got um, a whole book of mine. Or, you know, whatever whatever we believe or uh, sexual orientations, you know what I mean? Like I, I truly believe in freedom. And as, uh, as long as you, uh, aren't hurting somebody in the process of your life and whatever you do, what you do in your bedroom is none of my business. And I really don't well, care. Yeah. But I want, um, I want to tell you these things, Tom, though. No, and that's fine. I'm more than happy to listen, dude. Um, but, 
Listen, but I heard stories about the Nets Quick Rabbit and strawberry syrup, dude. I don't want. I don't know if I want to hear. Well, AC, what about your my 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 usual Sundays aside? You were bullied. You were mentioning, dude. My name was Franco. I think that sounds cool. Franco Spaghettios, dude. Oh, it man, was. Man. See, this that's is the thing, though. This is what happened. Spaghetti, Franco Spaghetti. Oh, Franco American. Oh, dude, it was. Yeah. Really? So, th- this is what happened to me. My, I, I, my neighborhood was was kind of rough a little bit for what it was. But I, we, I, I, I went to Catholic school, and I, they would pick on me every day, right? Oh. In first grade, and my, and my, and my, uh, yeah. the priest was the priest was at dinner, right? And I go, Father Picari, he's dead now. He's he, no, he didn't touch me or anything like that. He's a good dude. He was a good dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a good dude. He was over for dinner, and I told him, man, I'm 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 getting beat up all the time. They're picking on me, calling me Franco Matei. He goes, You're a little. He goes, You're all these big guys. I go, Yeah. He says, This is what you need an equalizer. I go, Well, what's that? He goes, It's a big stick. <laughs> he goes that makes you the same size of them you're equal i go oh okay so i went down in the garage into my dad you know in the garage and i had a lead pipe about that big the equalizer right okay, and i put it in my net in my book bag so the next day right we're standing you had to stand outside of school before you got let in right we're standing there and here come the second the third and fourth graders everybody circling around me gonna pull my hair punch me call me franco mate knock me down because and this is the thing I wasn't like, oh, I'm like, ah, you know, lashing out, fighting, because I, I was always, always like that. I would not take your crap. My, my parents taught yeah. me, don't take crap, right? Don't do that. So I took out the equalizer, dude, and I started bopping the bigger guys on the head, right? This is a lead pipe. So I'm dropping people, dude. <laughs> so one of the older kids sees what's going on, the high school kids, right? He's like, holy mackerel so he grabs me and then the the nuns come out they're like what's going on and they're like he's got the lead pipe and i was just a little six you know a first grader what six years old and you know here comes the 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 nun and i'm like you know it was dramatic for me i remember i was crying and i dropped the lead pipe and they took me into the office i i didn't get in much trouble i was able to go to school the next day but i'll tell you what everybody left me alone Usually, usually they'll punish like the victim and nowadays you know what i mean that's what it seems like they'll side with the bully like the school right which this was really... back probably in the early 80s yeah early 80s oh, dude, yeah. so you know that then and then this is the thing i was a little guy people tried to pick on me but i remember you know one of my friends he's like when i first met you dude when i moved into the neighborhood and I seen all the kids, there was a fight and you were there, you were rubbing Jimmy Helms's arm, elbow into the cement like you were grating cheese. Cause I was a vicious <laughs> I was a vicious kid, dude. I and I was I will I'll have to I have to say I was not a good teenager and yeah. I did stupid shit to people. I was an asshole. Really. Well, if someone was an asshole to me, then I would be double the asshole to them. So that would make me even more of a demon, for lack of a better term. And then people who would be could beat you up, we would run, dude. We'd throw shit at them, aha, laugh at them, and run away. That was another thing we would do. Weasley shit. You know, I would be do Weasley stuff, too. <laughs> hey, we live and we learn, right? Or at least uh, I exist, I guess. Man, we are who we are, dude. Don't ever be ashamed. Well, if you heard about if you heard about my Sundays, I don't know. You might not be saying that so much. But you were asking before, like, what were we planning on doing here? We're gonna do a bunch. Um, we were talking about this. We're gonna do a. We're gonna try to do some simulcasts with like OP again. You know, uh, this guy named Freeman Fly, 
who oh wow cool uh, you've heard of freeman fly i've heard of freeman fly and i've heard of op too that's those are two <laughs> well we're gonna... we would like to get sam tripley on at some point i've been eating at him but he's kind of eh. so we'll, well see you know what? we'll go for the people that want to associate with us you know what i mean and that's not a dig at sam he's just really busy but you know what so are we that's yeah, yeah. Attitude, well, here's the thing, guys. You got to remember this. These guys are are even some of the guys in our network. Yeah. They're, they 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 have a lot going on, right? And and they have to look at things in a way, I guess, where how many viewers does this guy have? How much exposure is this going to give me? It's so, a business, yes. And, and it is a business for a lot of people because if they're going to put their time into something, they want to be compensated in some way, shape, or form. We can't pay them, right? right. You know, so, you know, I looked at getting into like, uh, and I, I, I'm not, I, if this is liable, help me out, right? I don't know if this is liable or not when I say this. Um, Kurt Russell, I was like, boy, oh, wouldn't it be something if I could get Kurt Russell in the Tiger's Den? Boy, that would be really a dynamite thing. And I start looking into getting a hold of Kurt Russell. If you want Kurt Russell to come and speak, you better have a hundred grand laying around. Because you was, mean, that his, was that his fee? It was uh, something like, dude, it was retarded. Yeah. It was it was close to that or around that 95 or something crazy well, like that. A lot know. of these celebrity types, <clears throat> yeah, they have like a bookers that will uh that'll be their agent, not for the movies or the TV. They usually have separate agents for either television or commercials or movies or what voiceover work, but then they'll have another agent just for appearances at like conventions, even. You know? Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. No, there's all kinds of different shit. Or speaking speaking fees, and, and they'll have a booker or a, an agent for that, and that's when they get pricey. Like, I remember, do you remember um, this comedian, uh, what was her name? Um, she's kind of snooty. She was a liberal, kind of. Um, Janine Garofalo. I've, I remember her name, yes. They were like, from what I remember, I might be wrong, what's that? <laughs> She was funny. <laughs> I used to watch. I've watched a couple of her specials. She was all right. Tom, you're extremely tolerant, and I, I one day I hope I can be like you. You are close to being a saint. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Look, I try to give every every <clears throat> excuse me everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because I well, like them to do that for me. Well, you know? with, with Janine Garofalo, I have the doubt. No, I don't know. I don't know. She's probably fine. She's probably fine. I want to get Henry Rollins on here, and I can't remember which one of my friends did not like him. I don't know if it was one of the two of yous. No. Okay. No. Cool. I, I, he he's was, done he, some conspiracy stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. I, well, he's told the line. I mean, not really full blown conspiracy, but he he was he actually wrote back to me while I was at a detox, and he wrote a whole handwritten handwritten. Like empower, like being like keep keep going, man. You know, like he did not have to do that. So, wow, I give Henry Rollins a lot of credit for taking because that guy is a workaholic. For him to take the time to write me like a two page response, you know, if you if you said, hey, do you remember me? I'm the guy you wrote a two page response from, and I really appreciate that. Now look what I'm doing. Would you like to come on my podcast? Oh yeah! Oh, I've been trying. I've been in the works. Like his schedule, though, is like super, super so sweet. Well, you know what? I just thought, and I did. I don't want to push it on you, but I just thought because if you don't want to do this, and I'm putting you on the spot now in front of everybody or whatever, but I have the letter. I can read it. Like you have an addiction special coming up. I'm just putting two and two together. Like a Henry Rollins letter back to me while I'm at a detox. That Might would be. be awesome. 
maybe encouragement and the and this guy named Sean Cunningham. I He's, think that would work out just fine if we didn't have any, any more any kind of interlopers. We'd be fine. Loud and clear, my friend. Loud and clear. But here's the other piece piece of the puzzle, right? You heard of Friday the Thirteenth, right? Jason, Jason Voorhees. The guy that created that uh, or directed it and put it together was Sean Cunningham, right? Mm-hmm. He also took the time to write me a letter while I was at a detox, and he talked about how he was in AA years ago and what kept him going. So I would, it's not really giving it away or like, they, you know, they didn't write on the, in the letters, like, don't show this to anybody. So right. for me, it's encouragement is what it was, you know, and it was great. So I got the creator of Friday the 13th and Henry Rollins, <laughs> like giving me encouragement when I really needed it. Cause I had right. all the time in the world when I was at that place and all I would do is just write these letters. I wrote to Charles Manson, dude. Clearly, he didn't. He didn't get the letter, but he was still alive at the time. I did it as a joke to my friend Joe that ended up overdosing a couple of weeks after. But he got me his address, like his mailing address, wow. the prison that he was in. So I was just writing to whoever I could at the time. But anyway, the. Um, I was going to eventually on here. So if you want me to do that, like I actually might read if we, if you didn't and you know, cause it's the 17th. You're more than welcome, bro. Okay, I mean, so I don't want you to, this to come across as, Oh, I'm going to put no, it on. No, no. The guest panel is, is good. We'll have, an, an, an I, will use, I will use those for something else down the line, because as you know, like I'm, I would like to continue shedding some light on, you know, the addiction, um, addiction in general as well, because the more light, we shine on it and more people could possibly help. Well, so. yeah, dude. And we're getting to some interesting stuff here. There's, you know, I have, a, I have a theory um, that's, uh, you know, I, who am I, but it's, it's very interesting, but uh, we'll have Ann Crest. We'll yeah. have uh, twisted, twisted pistol. will be there. Patrick, the plumber. Yeah. And then we have you and then we have me. That um, sounds like a good lineup to me. That's a good lineup. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were going to have been on one of those before, haven't you, Tom? Because I think you would. Yeah. Okay. You I was on the one that Jason came in on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that one. I remember that one. That was that was a, a good one. Yeah, we had Ginger uh, on, on that time. That was great. But, um, but no, it, dude, we need to, like, talk about other stuff, too, right? Yeah. Like I'm running a Substack right now, you know. I, I'm probably very good, by the way. Very good. Th- very thanks, good. and it's about prepping, right? But it's called Prepping 101. Yeah. But it's not about prepping anything that we always talk about. It's about like yesterday when I was doing my show, I kind of got inspired a little bit by You're talking about the spirit and the soul. We yeah, and our constitution. Part of like when when I talk about the spirit and the soul, like like I told you guys earlier. I walk around this place right now. I am under extreme duress. Like I have like real stress problems from the the fake world we live in. Yeah. Like pressing down on me constantly. Right. I'm getting very aggravated sometimes about it. I try not to let it get to me, but I try, I'm walking around with good energy. Yeah. I sing to the dog, you know, I thank my, thank for my blessings, you know, or, or think about the things that I have. Okay. And as it gets worse, that's going to be more important than anything, that ability to do that. And your spirit and your soul have a lot to do with that. You have to be satisfied with who you are to get to that place. Everyone's like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I've been happy for a long, long time, you know, inside. 
Why am I? I mean, I get sad about stuff. I'm not saying it's perfect all it's the normal. time. It's normal. It's normal. But, but but for the most part, I'm happy. When I look about look at what my life was, where it's gone, all the things that I've done in my life, I'm happy. Right? I with that, I'm happy with who I am. So I stay pretty happy. There's nothing anything can from the exterior can do to affect who I am. Right? right. And it. I'm not 100% there, but we should prep our spirits and our soul so we're there. Because as things get crappier and crappier, we, we need, we're we going to need that positive vibe that, hey, it's okay. We're Yeah, you know what? Damn it. We're eating hot dogs and beans and we can pay our electricity bill and we're barely paying our rent. And we can't go out to dinner anymore. And we don't have cable. And, you know, one of us only have a, only one of us has a phone because that's all we can afford right now. You know, that's going to be crappy. And yeah. then it's going to get crappier. It could get crappier from there. Uh, I, I have to move because I can't afford where I live anymore. I have to downsize to some bullcrap apartment. You know, I have to be, we all have to be ready for this kind of stuff right. or we're never going to survive this. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to you, dude. Like, I think people need to hear this. I think you need to let it out. I need to hear this. I don't know. I'm not gonna speak for Tom, but I no, dude. Me and my wife are trying to look for some land. You know what I mean? We're trying to get we're trying to get out of the city. Um, it's not gonna be good in the cities if if the shit hits the fan. So yeah, and I'm gonna start growing our food and you know try to do the best we can. If you can, Tom, just grow, go to the like Lowe's or whatever you guys got and get, get a couple. Do you grow, have a garden or a little garden every year? Right now, no. Just try to do a little one, just somewhere, just so you're familiar with the techniques of keeping a plant oh, yeah, alive. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. You don't, don't know. No, no. Yeah, not that you don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, but it can't be much harder than growing marijuana. You know what I'm no, saying? It's, it's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier. So I can tell you that, brother man. If you can grow marijuana, you can grow anything, sir. Uh, it, yeah, if you if you're killing the plants, you're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> not, dude. Trying to grow marijuana indoors is a tricky, tricky process. It's not. Uh, it's to keep the environment you want. Absolutely. That's the thing. You're creating the environment. You know, when I used yes. to consult, I used to tell people macro macro environment. You know, I walk into a facility. This place is costing me a lot of money to run. I look, he's got 40 foot ceilings. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? You got 40 foot ceilings. You got, you know, it's, it's, it's a 40 by 60 with 40 foot ceilings. And all you need half of that, you know? Right. Like, wow, dude. And, and here's the thing is I don't even really wouldn't want to buy weed from somebody like that. So they're not putting the love and the time, the proper love and time into to that plant, those plants that it needs. Um, no. Well, what is the difference, guys? Like when you're saying, I actually do, I do believe that that's a thing. Like when you say, like put the attention and the love and the time and the care. What is the difference? Like, what well, the plant is receptive to all, like certain energies being put 100%. out. Right? That's yes. not science fiction, right? When I would walk into my grow room, the first thing I would say is, "Good day, you beautiful ladies." You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And while I was in the room the whole time, I would be talking to him. Um, it would put me in a much better mood, you know. Um, the reason I haven't done it is it just takes a lot of time that I really don't have right now, you know. Um, it, it was yeah. it's a lot of work to have a have a full time job and then try to, 
you know, do a six or seven plant grow, you know? Well, and this, this is the thing, dude. I mean, I used to, I used to have big, manage some big grows, dude. Um, But uh, this is the thing. There's, you care about what you're doing, no matter what it is, right? You can only do something good if you're, you know, the more you do, the more you produce, the, 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 the quality of the product goes down. You can try to compensate for that. But when you're talking about growing marijuana or growing any kind of plant indoors, there's a care that goes into that, that, that it gets ignored when you get on that production level, because then you're, you're producing so much that you don't, that care doesn't, they do everything they need to do, dude, but okay. But it doesn't taste as good or it's not as strong or it's not, you know, it's just not as good. Right. Because they're not taking the time to stimulate it. Like the fan that stimulates the plant, the movement, right? right. They're, they're ripping down the leaves. They're doing everything like machines. Yeah. It's like, it's like automated, right? It's like processed food. It's the same thing. And then, and then the, the things they do to make sure that you don't, because listen, I'm going to tell you when you're indoors, pests are worse than they are outdoors. You get mold quicker, you get bugs quicker. Oh, and man. when they, because the environment's perfect for them. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. They've got a host sitting there and they've got this perfect environment you've created for the host, which just happens to be the perfect environment for them, right? right. So phytoplasmic, fungal, fungal infection, all kinds of stuff happens. People's plants are sick they're not, and they don't even know it. And that's yeah. another thing, that these people's plants are sick and they don't even know it. Then they spray it with insecticides and then we smoke them or fungicides and then we smoke them. And then they, they, they you know, another thing that they like to do is uh, put like a, a growth regulator on it, which makes the the bud super compact, but it's cancer, dude. Straight up cancer, and it, and it affects quality. So, well, what do you mean by that? When it compacts it, like what? How? So what it does is it's uh, the um, the okay the calyxes. Okay, there's a cal the, the the buds are unfertilized calyxes. So what happens when a bud develops is it's looking for um, pollen. And when the pollen doesn't get there, it keeps developing, looking for the pollen, right? And it keeps getting bigger and bigger and making a bigger and bigger receptacle for the pollen. I'm talking real basic here for people who are into plant biology. So don't, right. you know, don't write Chris and say, oh, look, guy's saying stupid shit. Thing is, is, I'm gonna is say all the stupid shit I want to, sir. Yeah, exactly. This is this has been the best way to put it so people can understand it. Yeah. And, and that's where you get the bud from, the bud formation, right? So what happens is, is it tells the calyxes to form super tight. So they, they get, they're climbing on top of each other and they're compact. So they weigh more. So they, it's worth more money to them because it's weighing more. That's all they care about, dude. That's right. all they care about. They put some funny name on it, like, you know, uh, chocolate eclair, you know, Sunday cookie. And people are like, ooh, and they buy it. And, they, and then, you know. Like Sunday Blumpkin or something. Yeah. How is the weed in the dispensaries in your state, Tom? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> no, this I'm is having, great. No, no. This is... <laughs> um, there's, there's one little dispensary that I like to go to. Um, they have pretty decent stuff. You know what I mean? But I, I don't really. Uh, I don't mess with flour as much as I used to. So. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm more. It's a I, I, stuff too. Yeah. Um, I'm concentrate and, and edible. I, okay. I I really like RSO. That's um, yeah, it's, dude. <laughs> you getting the signal, Franco? 
Well, no, the RSO, I'm just thinking about it. The size of a grain of rice, dude. You know, if I took that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm done. See, and for me, you know, a 50 milligram dose is, will do me just perfect. Now, Casper, my dog, 50 milligrams. Wow. Casper, <laughs> my dog. I, I, I found a place that had, had real RSO because it's hard to find a dispensary. Yeah. Um, and I was getting it for him. And he was only supposed to live like six months after they diagnosed him with liver cancer. He lived for a year and a half. And he had a quality of life. I mean, in the end, I had to put him down, which that's a, that's a horrible thing. But that stuff, I believe, and the other things I was giving him extended his his life for sure. Was that, sure. If you don't mind me asking, did it include like CBD? Yes. I heard that that does. Because he was having seizures. Yeah. Dude, he would start a seizure. And did you ever see a dog have a seizure? Yes, I have. Actually, you don't know what's going on. So the first thing that happens, dude, is they see an aura. At least my dog did this. And then I'm like, why? He stood up on my bed, dude, looked up in the air and started doing this with his mouth. Like his, his, oh. his teeth bared. And he's like, and his eyes were rolling in his head. And then, dude, he fell over like a, 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 a stiff goat. Literally, huh. dude, and started paddling, dude, and and doing this. And what did I do? I stuck my hand in his mouth and grabbed his tongue. Yeah, so he didn't swallow his tongue. Yeah, they don't swallow their tongue. Well, well, I heard with humans, isn't that a thing? <laughs> like, you, yeah. But now back to the CBD. Once that happened, I was in the industry. I got some CBD, high power CBD, from my buddy that that literally made it. You know, a guy in Canada making it for him, and. uh as soon as a seizure would start, I would give it to him, dude, and it would wipe it out. Wipe yeah. it out. It wouldn't last more than 10 seconds. And then I would give it to him every day, and he wouldn't have any seizures. But as his tolerance grew to the CBD, just like any medicine, right. he would have a seizure here and there that I knew I'd have to up the dose. Right. It makes sense. It works. Wow. Yeah, there was a, a girl here in um, Oregon this was, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, she was still in high school and uh, she had cancer. She had some kind of cancer and, uh, but she had a medical card. So she was, but dude, she was dosing heavy every day. She was taking RSO. She was smoking, whatever, dude. She was, she was 24 seven, pretty much high and it was helping her out. So. Yeah. Is she productive and everything still? I know a bunch of people that it actually helps their productivity. So, no, yeah. for me, it does. Yeah. yeah. Like, when I hear, the, when I hear the, these people try to say, oh, all they do is smoking dope and laying around watching TV shows. No, I know quite a few productive people that you know, are fine on it. You know, well, Dude, it but, just puts me in a better mood. Then I yeah. just turn the music up real loud and I get stuff done. It and just you probably sleep better too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that's okay. pretty much where I'm at with marijuana is is um sleeping, you know. I mean, I, I during the day, I as I got older, I noticed if I if I was using marijuana and working, which like I when I was a younger man, like you said, no problem. Motivation helps the pain, right? You know, helps whatever evil ailments you got. Um it's the working man's well. We all know. Let's let's be honest. Working men are either drunks, most of them, yeah, either drinking a lot on medication of some sort. It's a lot of them that you don't even know about. The straight and narrow guys, a lot of them are on pills, and you don't even know it, right? Oh yeah, uh, you know, or, or 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 they smoke weed. This is just the this is a blue collar guy's life, 
You know, yeah. this is how this works. So the guy across the street from me is a drunk. That's how they you know? function. That's how they get yeah. through the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and you do what you I would prefer all of them be pot smokers, but that's yeah. just me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their yeah, but now, marijuana. Now, yeah. if, you know, I, I feel weird, dude, if I smoke a joint and go out and work really heavy because now, you know, I'm, I'm almost 49. I'm in good shape. It's weird, but I'm in good shape. But, you know, my head feels, I feel my blood pressure is going up. I, like I yeah. said, I'm in tune with my body. I can feel my blood pressure, you know, going up. So, and I don't feel right. I get a headache. Sometimes I'll get dizzy. I have to sit down. And then you know what happens because you're smoking marijuana and you get all these weird symptoms. What happens? You you start freaking out yeah, and your heart starts yeah. racing and you yeah, think you're going to have, have a heart attack because you're 48 years old or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God. Panic attacks. And, and I have to come in the think, house and sit down. No, I, I did that a couple I would of think times. My throat, like, I would think my throat was closing sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why did I do this again? Now it's going to take forever. And it was <laughs> Wasn't enjoyable. Like it could have been the strain too, you know, because there were other oh, yeah. strains that would help me sleep. But the other strains, it's like I overthink things as it is. It would like magnify like the shit that was bothering me, you know. Like, well, and I like to enjoy it when the day yeah. is over, and and it helps me sleep. I remember yeah. when I quit taking Xanax. It was actually Klonopin. I was on Klonopin for. Years. I knew a lot of people that was on that. Yeah. I didn't sleep for like 17 days and I was smoking weed and it wouldn't make, I couldn't sleep. I was drinking. It wouldn't sleep. Wow. And I never dawned on me. I can't remember who told me to do it. I think it was, was, uh, mama tiger's, uh, dad, stepdad. Yeah. He's like, well, have you tried an edible? I'm like, Joe, oh I can't, God. I can't drive to Ypsilanti. Will you go get me a, a chocolate bar? He's like, yeah, I'll go get you a chocolate bar. Yeah. And he gave it to me. But I remember, dude, I was hallucinating. Yeah, I was seeing. I was walking my dogs, and I was seeing wolves and shit, dude. I was literally, dude, not not in good shape. And I ate a little square piece of that chocolate bar, dude, and I slept that night. I'll never forget. Um, and I I ate that whole chocolate. I ate little be bits of that chocolate bar for the next couple of nights to make sure I got back to normal. And it it helped me, man. It really. Cool. And I really think, Tom, what do you think of this? Now I know this isn't a healthy way to think about it, but. If you are addicted to crack or methamphetamine or cocaine or, or, or heroin or pills, wouldn't it be better to be on pot? Wouldn't they, they could actually have a job and function and they could still get high, still fulfill that want to get high. But well, um, I, I, most of your white drugs, I would say you probably couldn't, it's very hard to maintain, uh, uh, your life in, be now heroin addicts i think that's a little different um i think if it with a with a lower dose they can maintain you know what i mean they can still go to work and um they they the pill head is no different than a heroin addict yeah uh, well, you know i mean i'm not trying to use pejorative terms but you know what i mean to, to try to be a drug addict and main i'm and don't get me wrong i've known people that have done it have maintained their lives um it's just there's not that many people that can pull that off. You know what I mean? No. I I was able to do it for a little while until I couldn't. Yeah. See, not it, 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 it not, catches not, up to you after a while. Not, a her not a heroin. I've never. No. 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 no it doesn't matter any drug, for that matter like of fact. Um, but you know, like, um, so when I went to Colorado, um, because I was dosing every day on um RSO, but I was super mellow, um. You know what I mean? Like I was well, constantly, I was doing a hundred milligrams, um, a night. 
That's a different animal the way it hits you. Go on. Yeah, and so um, I would wake up. I would wake up feeling really good. I'd be nice and high. You know what I mean? I'd be in a good mood when I got to work. Um, but then I I went to Colorado, and I had to uh, stop doing the RSO for a while. You know, and uh, it it really it took me about a month before I could actually sleep again normally. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so you have to watch it, right? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I've cut, I cut that way down. Um, so here's when I like to do RSO is when me and the old lady are going to have a good time. Um, it puts me in a, in a really good mood. It puts me in a good mood. Um, I pay better attention to my wife's needs at that particular point in, you know, in time and we have a good time. So, um, who? Coitus. What's coitus? Yes, absolutely. That's what I thought. Thank you. Tom. Um, coitus. I mean, I, I. That's what works for me, brother. Um, I'm not saying every. It's going to work for everybody. Oh, but... I was just going to say coitus fecal, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have mouth on him. Anyway, sorry. That I've cut way down on the RSO, I'm a lot more uh, irritable. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I I don't let things go as bad like I used to as much. That, you know what I mean? That's the one thing I don't like, Tom. So okay, this is a problem. If okay, if I didn't have any flour, dude, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a week. Right. I don't like that kind of dependency on anything. That's what made me get off pills. Right. Right. I'm dependent on these things. What happens if I can't get you know my 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 Vicodin? I am going to be like a heroin at because the sickness is the same. The withdrawal is the same. I think heroin's faster and harder because you're, you're, if you're an intravenous user, yeah, right? Because I've snorted heroin plenty of times. And I'll tell you what, that, that, too. that is not a good thing. No, that, that, that's, that's a dangerous thing. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Yeah. I've yeah, done everything no, but shoot heroin pretty much. I mean, yeah, the needle thing, that, yeah, especially for a fat guy. Like, like you never find a needle when a, a vein when they actually legitimately have to, you know? Mm. Uh, well, my brother was an IV heroin user, and that was a, that was a mess to, to watch him, you know? And I pray for everyone that has that, that struggle. Yeah, right? yeah, no judgment here. I mean, I have my own, like I said, up the nose, you know? And, oh, yeah. But well, I. I shot math a few times. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, no. I wow. shot steroids. I used to do steroids. Didn't shoot them, um, but you so, know. Like, I, I was an equal opportunist. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't judge people for the way they did their drugs. Um, as far Pretty as I was scary. concerned, however you yeah. did it was going to get you high. Oh, dude, I, I would be proud to tell you I was a walking chemistry set. Better it's, living through chemistry was my motto, dude. And there's a ritual about it too, which I wanted to bring up on your show. Uh, that well, no, I wasn't on your show. When you were on, when I aped your show, basically by having that panel right before it was to basically promote to go into your show. That time, I was, and then we had the Jimmy James, who I think is a great guy. Don't get me wrong, but he was going about going on about uh, Mexico and China and all that. And I was just talking about like just how to deal with recovery and things like that. You know what I mean? It was like that's not what the purpose was of the of the whole thing, but right. I was going to bring up the fact that there's like a ritual, like with with addicts or whatever. Sometimes you get addicted to the going to get the stuff and the yes. setting stuff up and the deceitfulness. Like uh, you get used to that, you know. You tell people a certain thing or whatever, and you you know, and 
it's weird. There, there's a ritual thing to it. And I feel like only addicts and like drunks are going to know what I'm talking about. Even to go get the booze. It was like, oh, I'm going to plan my whole day about dude, around going to get the booze, you know? Dude, so that, that part is, that is the, the anticipation. That right? is, yes. And I remember I, 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 w- I, had, I was on my way home from an Iron Maiden concert. He got the and, shirt on. <laughs> and I was still using. I was I wasn't using all the time, but I was using crack. You know, I like to take my crack and, and put it in with a weed in a straight marijuana pipe, like well, a I metal marijuana smoke, pipe. I that's how I, smoke, yeah, that's I, how I smoke my crack. So I was on my way back from the Iron Maiden concert. I was by myself and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call up my homeboy and I'm gonna grab some of this shit, right? Yeah, he wasn't really my homeboy. I, you know, this guy I knew. So I call him up, right? And I set it up and I, I start going to where I need to go. I'm going to the hood and I'm like, get this feeling in my stomach. Like, bleh, bleh. and I start thinking about what I'm doing. And I'm like, you know what? This feeling that I have right now isn't going to be, it's it, that crack's not going to be any worse or better than it's going to make me feel like this when I want more. It's going to make me, yeah. you know, this, this feeling I have right now, it's just going to get worse and I don't like it. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not going to make it. And I turned around and I went home. And that was the last time I ever thought about smoking crack. I was in the middle of that anticipation, dude. And it something in me, you always know you're doing wrong. It just snapped, you know. I wasn't, because, dude, there was a time when I was smoking crack and I looked in the mirror, dude. And I, you know, I weighed 125 pounds, right? And my old lady, we weren't taking care of the kids, barely a good at all. They knew something was up. Let's just put it like that. They were fed. They were entertained. They weren't kept from anything. We weren't living in a shithole. There wasn't no crazy shit going on, but they knew something was up. I had, I had a nine-year-old girl and, and the two boys were four or five and they, they knew something was up. And I looked in the mirror. I'm like, this kids is always, kids always know anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is horrible. You can't do this. And I, I quit for a long time. And then, you know, yeah. of course to go back to it on the weekends, just because, you know, you yeah. have nothing to do or whatever, you know, a weekend thing too. Yeah. Yeah, that shit will destroy you, dude. That's and destroy relationships. It's, it's if horrible. You're using with a partner, oh no, you're in business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's horrible if you can be a functioning uh, member of society while doing it. It'll it'll kill you even more, to be honest. Oh yeah, you know, because I was going to work, right? I'm a big like big puffy like guy right now. I got different uh, health issues at the moment, and it doesn't include um, you know, my past ones that I was referring to. But at a certain point, it was like I was a bag of bones and I was gray. Literally, my skin was hanging off because I wasn't eating. I was just drinking and I hated my life. I hated my job. My I had two jobs. I hated my home life. And it was all because I wasn't in a certain place anymore. And it was like I wanted to die. So I would just drink and drink and not because it was fun. And I told myself that I would never drink alone. And then it became more I didn't want to drink with anybody and I only wanted to do it alone so I could go to sleep at night and then repeat the bullshit the next day over yeah. and over and over. so I was in a living hell. And you know, you need that's why it's important to have, you know, people that you you count on in your life and that you know they love you or they have your best interests and that's a rare thing nowadays, you know, to have that because we are living in the twilight zone or whatever the hell cartoon you want to call this. So it's important to have people that you care about. That's my soapboxer right now. And I wanted to tell you, Angry Tiger, that one of the other last things that I was going to bring up to Mr. Cooper is that I'm going to dig out a lot of my old uh, 
open mic stand-up comedy bits. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I'll out on Mr. Cooper and see if he gives me the, you know, the thumbs up or the thumbs down or the, you know, the two in the shoot or whatever the hell, you know, or down the slope. (laughs) Hey, man, look, I struggle every week trying to find something funny because my sense of humor is so damn dry and old fashioned. I love it. And you wouldn't believe me, but I love it. So if you could send me a couple of those, you know, minute clips or I'll I'll edit them down to a minute that I could use. (laughs) That would be awesome, dude, every now and then, because that would just, hey, if I can't find something, you know, that will make us, you know, yeah. have you in it, I got you, and I can throw you in there and say this. is funny Yeah, thing. and I'm not even kidding. Like, I would actually film it, and then just to see uh, Tom's reaction or who else gets invited in, like yourself or whatever. Yeah, please. I literally do. do my old bits that I would do at open mic nights at, like, comedy clubs and stuff, you know? Because at a certain point, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, just like I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a comic book artist. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I still want to be all these things, and I will be eventually with all these different things. But Tiger, I see you're even you're beating you in a long week. Yeah, I got to stuff my belly and hit the hay here in a little bit. Um, hey guys, yeah. it was an honor being on the show. I'm gonna get out of here. Um, well, why don't you tell thing. the people one last thing? You sell lights. I yeah. know we have the graphics up right now, but where can people go if they want to grow some things? And you know what, I would I would say the best thing to do is go to my Angry Tiger Twitter account and DM me. And we have a I have okay. a 600 watt LED light that is yeah. excellent. It's excellent. I mean, uh, okay, and it's a good deal. It's a really good value. I mean, if you watch my show and you know, you follow me on Twitter, you can DM me. I'm pretty sure you can DM me on DM me on Substack too. So. Awesome. But, All right. And you can also find me on Substack, find me on Rumble, the Tigers Den. Check it out. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, these fine gentlemen are, are are hilarious. This is a great thing, and it's an honor to be on the show with you, gentlemen. Um and thanks Chris, for, thanks for uh, rescue me here. <laughs> it was a rough beginning, but what a there's great little, difficulties on my end for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he landed right on the ripple, right on the whoopee curtain. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. There, man. it was like a DJ. It was like I was DJing. I had we had Al Bundy, we had Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, we had a uh, mod, the theme song from Mod and the Jeffersons. Or, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, remember I'm out of here. Time's your most valuable commodity. Cherish <laughs> it. Use it wisely. Everyone have a good night, guys. Uh, Chris, you got it. I think you have to to back me out of this. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, right. I'm trying. And, uh, and now, we're gonna, now we're gonna hold you hostage. No, no. Everybody, <laughs> have a have a good night. You too, brother. Hey, Tom, good night, man. It was great seeing you and talking to you, brother. God bless. Yep. Stay safe, brother. Till we meet again. <laughs> that was oh, fun. He's great. I know we had some tef- technical difficulties there, and but I'm glad AT was there. That was pretty cool. Oh, I love that. I love the hell out of that. And you know yeah. what? I love the idea of doing the, the Bill Cooper watch along, like with anything, but just shooting the shit with uh, Tom Cooper and Mr. Franco, Angry Tiger. That's a quality thing right there. We went into all, we covered the cats. We ca- we covered, uh, the <laughs> we covered uh, what? Uh, marijuana. That's a marijuana cigarette. No, I when uh, you know, like the edibles, that's what I was trying to say. We talked about Henry Rollins being a decent guy writing back to me. We went into some of my addictions that I never really opened up about, even on my own show when we were right. talking about the panel that time. What do you think? Um, 
I mean, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to probably have to turn the camera off because my my foot got stuck on my neighbor again. But Chris, yes, we, can, we can do we can do our our watch along next week. Absolutely, bro. Oh, but I still want to talk to you though. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. All right, so I'm just gonna. Uh, I need to get my foot out of my uh, my neighbor. Uh, all right, all right, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Right. you can still hear me though. But you know, I uh, you know. But anyway, yeah, I'm going. I'm going outside, folks. So don't be alarmed. I did you not have, have a cigarette. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's my little code. I, I look. I man, got my foot stuck on my neighbor. <laughs> you, you do do what you know. I want you to do whatever you want to do. We don't, you know. So tall. You want to do a bong hit? Do a bong hit. I don't care, bong dude. <laughs> no, I have uh, whatever. You know, it's called a uh, Airbud hit or whatever. No, I don't know what. That, I can't back that up. No, so tell us, uh, how was your day? Uh, it was it was pretty relaxed, chill. I, I dude, I, I got to get at least a day off, you know. Yeah, no, I hear that. Cause, uh, All right. well, yeah, Grandpa is making some chicken. I think it smells really good. And well, thank you. We're hanging out here with uh with Isaiah. Hey, what do you what were you guys up to earlier? Anything? Uh, the wife, no, uh, earlier she was taking a nap and I kind of, um, was just sitting in my chair doing a little, uh, trying to clear my mind a little bit. Um, Oh, really? Well, like meditation? A little meditation, a little breathing. Yeah, I was, um, well, truth be told, I was stressing the hell out earlier. And this is a stress reliever. Good deal. I'm glad yeah. that's that that's possible you know what i mean yeah stress is, stress is a terrible thing dude it's stress terrible kills. well yeah. what tiger said cortisol right it gets released when with stress yes, and it kills you yeah he knows what he's talking about when he's talking about that dude that's yeah see these kids start calling me out on this because i should not be doing this but it's the one last thing that i'm having difficulties with getting rid of yeah, it's a rough. Uh, me and the wife are trying. We're supposed to be quitting too. That's our. Right. You know, we got to man. That's our. That's our get out of town money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I have a couple of patches, so I might as well make use of them. You know what I mean? Do they, up, have you tried those before, Chris? Yeah, but they gave me scary nightmares, so I didn't want to really. Did? Yeah, that's kind of okay. what. I mean, it. It's an excuse still, but I just didn't like how I was feeling, but. I would like to breathe, you know, so I might have to deal with a couple of scary dreams here and there, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you like like all those scary movies, you know? (laughs) Now that you mentioned that, here we go. I pulled this up just for you. Well, for me too. So what do you think of this? Yeah, that sounded wonky. But anyway, that was, <laughs> that was a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> boy, I remember when I watched that movie the first time. That scared me, boy. See you in the movie that. theater? Uh, no, probably on HBO or something. You know what? I used to watch a loop. I had a loop that was on YouTube. 
and they would have all the old HBO up all night, like uh, previews, like coming up next, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, and followed by Friday the 13th Part 3, Jason's back, and he's madder than hell. Things like that, you know, nice little things. Um, you know, I Chris, I, my thing was The Godfather, so... They would um, on HBO. They would do the. They would do all three of the movies at one time, but really? they were they were extended versions. Like they would play the parts that were cut out of the movie. Oh, kind of like what Coppola did with Apocalypse Now later on with the Redux yeah. or Redo or whatever. However yeah. you pronounce it. You know something, Tom? You're gonna be mad at me, or maybe not. What? You're you're pretty chill. I know everything about the Godfather trilogy, but I have only seen bits and pieces from each movie. <laughs> and yet um, I'm a movie aficionado, so it's a sin almost that well, I haven't seen them. You know, I want to enjoy them down the line. Those just happen to be my favorite movies. Like it's uh, a lot of I've, I've probably watched that those movies well, maybe not all three of them, but at least I know the first one for sure, at least a hundred times or, or better. Well, tell everyone about part three, because that gets into the Vatican, I think. Right. Yeah. No, that gets, that's uh, yeah. Um, it's pretty clear. They make it look, I think they put stuff in the movies um, like a karma kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they definitely do. You know, and uh, so basically the Pope, and and that's what I like about those movies is because they they were telling you things that were going on in the industries, and uh, like pedophilia was going on in Hollywood. They showed you that in the second one when Tom Hagen was at the the producer's house. Yeah, well, explain so, that. You we talked about it before, but for people that might be like me that only you know are familiar with it, there's scenes in it that re reference that, right? So there's a scene in the movie where um, he's talking about that he's had all these actresses and he's had the best in the world. And then they pan up and they show this girl. She's probably about 14 or 15 years old. And, you know, he was grooming her to be the next biggest star and all that. And, um, right, right. Later on in the movie, she and or he was talking about how one of them went off to be with this Goomba fun, uh Italian guy, you know, and it made him look bad, and he wasn't to be made to look bad, you know, like, be, like, whatever, Papa, but, like Papa Gino or something. Yeah. Uh, what was the producer, dude? The Jewish gentleman who was making the movie, right? right. And uh, that's you know, and then so he talked a bunch of crap to Tom Hagen, and Tom Hagen made a phone call, and the next day his head, the head of his horse, was in his bed. Horse, so. horse, horse <laughs> in the bed. I remember that. Uh, if Remember that wasn't the message, I don't know what is, Chris. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, uh, so basically in the third one, the uh, the Pope is, um, I, I, I'm i not going to, so. Yeah, without spoiling it, just in case people get mad at us. But a lot of Catholics don't know that there's more than one. Uh, Which Pope, pope. you're talking about, yeah. So yeah. basically, they didn't show that part of it, and uh, they were only referring to one pope. But there's um, three. But they also referred to a gentleman that was running, that was their financial advisor, uh, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
So there are three popes. There is the white pope, which everybody sees. There's the gray pope, and then there's the black pope. Black pope. Yeah. Um, and one of those popes is backed by the Rothschilds. He is the financial guy, the financial part, runs the financial part of the Vatican. I've heard that, um, yeah. And I'm not sure if it's the gray or the black. It's one of those two. Um, I'd have you, I have to go back. What are the two functions? One one handles the money, and what what does the other one handle? I'm not sure. I have to dig into more of, to more of that. Um, okay. Yeah. But there are there are pictures of the popes kissing the Rothschilds' hand. Um, I've also seen those too. Yeah, throughout the years. Yeah. Um, so some people think that stuff's made I, up. <laughs> uh well. How, oh, how are you? Things, you know, yeah. It's anything's possible in this world, Chris. Yeah. Um, but right. Like my mom always told me, don't ever be surprised who you might see in, in heaven. Um, and when we when she was talking to me about that, she was talking, we were referring, uh, uh, we were talking about Hitler at the time. Right. Um, she believed that Hitler uh, might have went to heaven because he didn't destroy the Catholic Church. Wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. probably because the Rothschilds were running the Vatican Church and the Rothschilds were running the, you know, the war in Germany. So, you know, what my you know, what my grandmother used to love to say shit in one hand and hope in the other one and see which one fills up first. <laughs> and then I would go home crying. Yeah, well, Grandma yeah. had something. Because I had a handful of shit. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do with this? I, <laughs> I had hope. I had hope. It was funny when I was younger, my mom would always talk to me about the pharmaceutical company. She said they were gonna, definitely going to try to put out a, a cure-all pill. You know what I mean? And uh, well, there's she no was money, right. There's no money in a cure, Tom. Yeah, well, Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the mighty buck, right? Like I, I heard, I heard a, a commercial. I'm not saying your mom was wrong. I'm just saying. Oh no, no, no! She was. No, cures. Um, no that's not what cures. she meant. What no, she no, meant. No, I mean, like, that yeah. that's what they were going to tell us. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. I can't articulate believed. something. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be I'm believed. just saying there's no money in cures, yeah, but there are cures, but there's no money in cures. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's My what they would tell us. Yeah. She was definitely Catholic. You know what I mean? She she prayed her rosary. She went to church every Sunday. She um, told you about the JFK assassination too, right? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, um, that was a big thing for my grandmother. She was really into John to the Kennedys back yeah. back then in the sixties. Camelot. No, yeah. a lot of people were, and it was it was a uh, pretty devastating for my grandmother on my mom's side. She she must have liked that song. Uh... I forget the name of I forget the name of it, but uh, and I forget the artist. But anybody here, my old friend John? Can you tell me where he's gone? You remember that song? No, I don't. Really? Who does it? Well, that's what I was saying. I can't remember the. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, but no. Keep talking. I'm going to pull it up because it's actually a beautiful song. Uh, keep talking, Todd. Um, yeah, so it was funny. My grandma, um, she was she used to be uh, she worked in the factories, you know, for World War II. She was helped build 
um, I, I don't, I think some type of planes, I don't quite remember, oh, but wow. yeah, she was one of those ladies punching the rivets and all that stuff back in the day. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. um, my parent, my, uh, mom's parents were Hispanic. Um, my, my mom's mom, I think she was more native American. She had, she had quite a, she had native American features, but was Hispanic. And, uh, my mom's dad, he was from Spain. His family was from Spain. So. Now keep and, going. Uh, yes. So yeah. she was from Spain, huh? Oh, no. Grandpa was, um, Oh, my mom's mom was from Mexico. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. They, they moved over to, they moved to Arizona and, uh, basically Americanized, um, learned how to speak English, taught their kids how to speak English. So basically when my mom was older, she did, she spoke like this broken kind of Spanish. Um, yeah. And she didn't really speak Spanish around us too much. She, she did thought you we learned. Did you ever uh, learn Spanish or know Spanish? Or no. Know it now? Oh, no. no. Oh, cool. No, well, I, I I wasn't raised in any traditional uh, Hispanic family. Like my mom was, my mom weren't married a white boy. She thought um she thought most Mexican men were disrespectful to women. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, she wasn't. She had some some bad experiences with some Mexican gentlemen. Right. Not anything like sexually or rape or anything like that, but just like. Just the they, uh, they just weren't weren't really yeah, nice to her, right? basically. Yeah, that, like she told me, she told me uh, she went on a date with this one Mexican dude, and he was trying to have sex with her, and he was like, "Well, you know, it's like a pair of shoes. I want to try them on before I buy them." And my mom's like, "Hey, fuck you! I'm not a pair of shoes, you yeah. son of a bitch." Goodbye. <laughs> you Goodbye. know, so yeah. yeah. Who needs you? Yeah. Actually, my dad was a hippie. Back in the day, he had long hair. Well, I wouldn't say he was a hippie. He was more like a, a surfer. Far Pretty out, man. Show. Yeah, long <laughs> hair. Tubular. No, that was the 80s. Stuff, you know. Yeah. Laid back. Like. And then, he, and then he got married and had kids and went all conservative. Yeah. The end. No, no, no. Well, my mom was pretty conservative. She was, you know, most, most of your Catholics are pretty conservative. So there's nothing really wrong with that. Having some no, core man, values. I'm not, I'm not knocking it at all. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, like, whenever I hear that, usually, like, a, not, I'm not comparing your folks with like people on Wall Street, but when you hear about like the baby boomers being hippies and then working for Wall Street in the 80s, like that happened. Right. Like, then all of a sudden they became uh, yuppies instead of hippies, yeah. you know. Yeah, or so, your politicians. <laughs> so, Tom, tell me if you you remember this song because uh, it always gets me uh, teary eyed, kind of. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Let's play like maybe a minute of it. Chris, if you ever want to get get me teary eyed, just play uh, Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. <laughs> That's one of the greatest rock and roll songs ever made. Oh, yeah. In my, in my opinion. Tuesday's Gone. Yeah. That's a good song. Great band. This song here is all about... JFK and then Bobby and Martin Luther King. 
you know, all the guys that seem to be want to make a difference for the better, you know. They all Just get so you know, Bill Cooper, Eustace Mullins, are, and, and Malcolm X are all some of my heroes. Oh, yeah. Malcolm X was a solid man. He was also an ex-convict. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Do you remember this song at all? I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it? No. <laughs> all right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I might have to. All right. Here we go. All right. <laughs> I am a horse's ass. All right. Okay, brother. All right. I'm going to. It's all that matters. All right. Just. <laughs> all right. I'll just share the screen. Uh, I don't even think it like mutes me anymore. So. All right. I'll just play like a minute of it. All right. Okay. There we go. Up over the hill, 
Sorry, Chris. I'm plugging my phone in. I need to charge it. <laughs> it's all right. Did you? Were you able to hear hear the song? Absolutely. I heard every part of it. Yeah. Who uh, does that? Um, it was um. It always gets me. It's uh, a guy named Dion, you know, Abraham, Martin, and John. The only thing I don't agree with now, just knowing about Lincoln now, from like Dave McGowan and. Don Jeffries and everything. So Abraham Lincoln seemed to be uh, not what he was portrayed as in the history books, but he was amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of the gentlemen we've talked about this guy before. He did a. It was a time traveler. Oh he yeah. yeah. Back a couple times to he was to find out who actually killed him, but their yeah. timeline was off. So. He never, he never got to see it. Right. Yeah. So you might, but, you might, but it sounds, sounds very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, like, <clears throat> that's why when, uh, you know, like Bobby Jr. comes up now, you know, I, I always, I don't know, in my head, I'm hearing that song just like anybody here, you know, when they talk about Bobby at the end there. And uh, Chris, Chris, what do you think made them go all of a sudden want to do things differently? I think, um, I think they saw had they implemented some of the stuff that uh, he wanted to do, it probably would have been much easier for them to implement a new world order. Yeah, I've heard that too. I know. Um, I, know. I think. Had they let him be president, uh, the people would have probably gotten more, come more together, and then it would have been like easier to possibly brainwash people into to this. That's, that's you know, my personal that, opinion. That's possible too, and uh, maybe I, I just have rose-colored uh, glasses oh. when it comes to the Kennedys. I don't know. Maybe that's all what it is, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, it's just, it's just strange because their their family was part of, you know, they're part of one of the thirteen families here in the United States, you yeah. know. And I'm sure they were back in the day doing shady stuff. You know what I mean? Um, there was a lot of propaganda against them too, like with the mob and the. Every time you hear like a one of those, um, you know, Marilyn Monroe, like they were. Yes, they were participating in stuff with Marilyn Monroe. But every time you hear about the bootlegging that Joe senior was a part of their sources are always either CIA or the mob and who, who hated the Kennedys the most, the CIA and the mob. So those sources, I don't, I don't really trust entirely. Don Jeffries goes off about it too. Like all the time. Right. Um, I don't know what I wasn't there. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, Joe senior had came into money and, I don't know. I uh, with uh, with John and Bobby and I guess Teddy at least in the beginning before he was compromised or or set up with the Chappaquiddick thing. Um, I think they that their father 
I think their father, like, you know, would tell them stuff because you got to remember Joe, Joe Sr. was an ambassador to London at, in, during World War II and everything, you know. So he kind of knew how the sausage was made, you know, kind of like with W's grandfather, Prescott Bush, prop, helping to prop up Hitler, you know. And then we get the story about George H.W. Bush being this war hero that his plane went down. Why would Prescott send his own son to go fight in a thing he just set up to in the in the first place? And where, why was there a film crew there to capture the downing of his plane and his triumphant rescue? You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, no. J meanwhile, JFK with the U-boats, like he legitimately was pulling people like to the shore, like he was rescuing people. He broke his back and you know, all that shit like during that time. And yes, I guess because they're one of the families, maybe that's a crock of shit stuff too. I don't know. You got. Well, I, I had I watched. You're onto something, Tom. I, I just, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. I, I don't know. <laughs> I had watched some stuff that was saying that their dad was running heroin into the United States with. Um, I've heard that along with the booze, the bootlegging and things. I heard that too. But usually the sources are either mafia or CIA, and he wanted to. He wanted to put a committee. Joe Senior wanted to put a committee together in the fifties, ten years before JFK got elected, and he wanted to uh, splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces. And then JFK repeated almost verbatim that same line when he found out about the Bay of Pigs fiasco and how the CIA lied to him about it. So I think he realized his father was onto something ten years prior. So right. he already he already knew the CIA was no good. And look at what Bobby did. He was one of the only politicians or statesmen at the time because he didn't serve long enough to be considered a politician because they shot him. Um, he's one of the only politicians that were going after the mob. It was Bobby Kennedy. So the mob hated the Kennedys too, you know. So always with these sources, I don't know, you know. I don't know, Tom. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but maybe that's the case and Maybe they had an epiphany that, or maybe they were in on it too, but I mean, they had their heads blown off. So I don't know. They kind of like with the Bill Cooper thing versus the Alex Jones thing. It's more credibility to Bill Cooper because he's dead, but I don't know. You could raise good points. I have to mull it. I, to, I thought about it before, but I've been one of these schmucks that were like, uh, you know, all in about Trump and stuff. So I can't really, you know, I've been blinded myself in the past. So mm -hmm. I, pull myself up, you know, these only human beings that we know. I just wondered, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I'm going to get, no, I'm, you're raising good points and it's making me think um, to examine my own thoughts, like, uh, closer, you know, and like, what am I, what am I really trying to get at when I talk about crap, you know, and uh, it's helping well, me re-examine. Parents, they piss somebody off. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Oh, yeah. Who they who that was? I don't know. I used to think it was the Bushes because apparently the Bushes and the Kennedys hated each other. Oh really? Always those theories. Oh yeah. And there's always the theories that you know George H. W. Bush had something to do in in Dealey Plaza. There's always those theories yeah. that he may have been in on the assassination. And then there's the theories that W. may have had something to do with John Jr.'s plane uh, going down too. And then you got. The theories of the Clintons had something to do with John Jr.'s plane going down. So I don't know. He didn't name his magazine George for no reason, brother. <laughs> There's that too. And most people will say George Washington, and other people will say George oh, H. Whatever, Bush. Dude, whatever. 
He no, was, no, I know what you mean. I, I've heard that. Before. He was throwing. He was. He was throwing a punch out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know who did. I know who uh, killed my father. You know there was that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was about to u- start using his uh, the George magazine to start to stir the pot because he had hired Wayne Madsen, this uh, pretty pretty good reporter at the time. He still is. I think he's still around. He had just had a meeting because he wanted to hire him to look back into his father's assassination and the assassination of uh, Rabin, uh, the guy, the prime minister of Israel at the time that had a lot of parallels to JFK. They think that their his security staff uh, set up the Patsy or whatever and executed him because I, apparently Rabin was not like, um, was not like all the other uh, prime ministers that, you know, well, he probably wouldn't have said on 9-11 that 9-11 was good for Israel like uh, What's-His-Face did a couple of times by accident, remember? Sharon, he was like, this is good for uh, Israel. And then he goes, oh, but it was horrible. But we, I just meant he had to, like, clarify what he meant. But you could see he looked, like, all joyful and stuff that we got attacked, you know. Meanwhile, well, you got I, dancing Israelis jumping for joy and taking pictures, and that's that got poo-pooed away from the news, you know. I personally think the Vatican was involved in the oh, killings. There is that too. There's that. Some people think that Israel had something to do with it, even though was Israel put together at the time by 1963? <laughs> yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, 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 because they used that for Sirhan's. Uh, 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 Sirhan's motive w- to kill Bobby Kennedy was that had to do with Israel and support for something like it. it's been a it's been a long week. Believe it's me, something like that. <laughs> well, they used the Sirhan and uh, Israel as uh, an excuse to kill Bobby. I remember that was a part of his uh, motivation or whatever, and not so much the MK Ultra and all the notebooks where he's right writing RFK must die a thousand times and referencing Albert DeSalvo, the Boston Strangler, and he's writing things about uh, Catcher in the Rye that later on would be associated with Mark David Chapman and John Hinckley. All these MK Ultra type connections, you know what I mean? He was visited by Jolly and West that Tucker Carlson actually brought up a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago now, that he was the guy that went to visit Jack Ruby and like played with his mind too, and Timothy McVeigh. (laughs) That guy was connected to everybody. Patty Hearst. <laughs> it's funny, Chris. Uh, when I was in John's cabin this morning, Andy jumped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Andy jumped in, and uh, he brought him. We're, we're live. I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, I don't care anymore. Whatever. It is what it is, brother. But anyway, yeah. Andy Andy came in and uh, dropped an article on us, and it was saying. Um, Basically, BlackRock has chipped, brain-chipped 50 people. Yeah, well, they, but they've. This is nothing new, Chris. They've been doing this since the 50s. Um, well, you know, BlackRock took up space in Building 7, by the way. Yeah, no, I, uh, BlackRock runs a, a lot of the stuff here in the United States. Yeah. Um, and they were trying, I believe they were trying to find some people that were part of BlackRock. You, you will never find, you will never know who uh, the shareholders are of BlackRock. They've made it to where you can't find out. Um, and if you think you know... How is that legal? Those are, 
the re I don't know how they do this, Chris. They obviously, you know what I mean? They know they're making up these, these rules because, you know, that's, they make them up so they can get away with stuff. You know right. what I mean? Right. I'm pretty sure, um, like, uh, the guy who used to own, um, not Fox, but, um, Rupert Murdoch, Ted Turner. Rupert no, Rupert Murdoch, I think that's... Fox, yeah, Fox, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, yeah. Most of those people that, uh, those CEOs that got out of the companies before Corona, yeah, a lot of those oh, people are... Yeah. A lot of senators and congressmen were uh, cashing out uh, right, right before the lockdown happened, yeah. too, and it was like that 9-11 stuff where people were doing... Um, they were doing weird stuff with the trading, like uh, put options on like the airlines and stuff, because somebody knew what was going on. And, yeah, they knew they knew something was going to happen for sure. And Buzzy Conrad of the CIA, he uh, he made quite a bit um, off of some kind of foreknowledge because uh, people look into that. Buzzy Con Buzzy Conrad and nine eleven. Another, another financial company that's behind a lot of this stuff too, Chris is um, Vanguard. Vanguard and BlackRock, they get associated a lot. They're um, they're uh they're at the, the top of the pyramid, <laughs> so to speak. They're the, they're well, they're the face of it. Yeah, I'm well, sure there's many the other things. States is what I mean. I don't mean around oh, the world. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean like uh, I'm pretty sure Vanguard has their ties in everything. You know what I mean? No, I mean like who are they the front for? Like who, the bigger entity that we don't know about. You know what I mean? That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same with Black or uh, Black Rock. Black Rock, and then you, you had Blackwater for a while. You know what the Black Rock stands for, right? Not the uh, not the crack ep epidemic, right? No, it stands for the. <laughs> no, 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 just, you know, that was a bad. That was a bad joke, folks. Anyway, it's, it's uh, the Black Cube of Saturn. Tell everyone about that, Tom, because I've heard of this, but my brain is mush right now. Saturn worship is is Baal or Moloch worship, which is not to be confused with Luciferians, which they're both bad. But one mm. likes to sacrifice children; the other one's all about transhumanism, right? And yes, sir, uh, they're while well, the 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 Luciferians care uh, more about life than the Molochians do. Um, they the well, Luciferians more like they care more about control, right? Well, they need slaves. The Luciferians right. need slaves. Um, so do the Molochians, but they get—they're the ones who get off on watching the people suffer. Um, Aren't they nice? Sacrificing <laughs> little kids and 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 yeah. uh, and um, the pedophilia—it's a power play, Chris. Right. Um, they're doing it for the um, for the thrill, for the power. They're they're stealing your soul. Right. Um, when kids when kids are born, they they don't know they don't know sin. They don't know the difference. They have to be taught, and they, and they are taught absolutely one hundred percent through society, through their parents, through their friends, through their brothers and sisters. Right. We all learn we all learn sin throughout time, and this well, is why I, they this is why they go after the children because they are innocent. Well, Yeah, this uh, it's quite the world we live in, huh? Sure. 
It's it's rough trying to see through all this stuff that's being thrown at us, and then still try to be sane, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I I still have hope, though. I think I think we're gonna go through some bad times. Um. I mean, not that we haven't been going through them, but I think they're going to get, it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. And I, I do eventually think it, it will get better. That's well, just my opinion. Well, I hope you're right. I still, I still believe in humanity, Chris. I know it's rough and we're, but just think if, if you took all this stuff away that the elites throw at us, you know what I mean? All the chemtrails, all the the bad, the g- genetically modified food, the terrible water we drink and bathe in, um, no fluoride in our toothpaste and water. What if? What? What do you think it would be like if we didn't have any of this stuff being thrown at us like that? I'm not sure, Tom. I think life would be a, a lot different. I think people would be more, more uh, kind to each other. You know what I mean? Because our, our bodies wouldn't be filled with all this crap and chemicals and bad stuff that you know can, that we put our put in our bodies and stuff. You know, it's just terrible because a lot of the stuff that we like to eat, you know, and drink, we think it's really good, and it's really not good. It's bad for us, and they know it's bad for us, and they still put it out on the market. You know? Yeah. So I think I think if a lot of that stuff went away, Chris, we would be a lot more healthy. We'd be more in tune with ourselves as human beings, and we would be more in tune with our neighbors and other people. And we'd be more caring and loving because that's what that's right now. That's what we're we're missing a lot, um, a love in this world. You know? Yeah. I know I am. Yeah. Well. Chris, I love you with all my heart because you're no, a good no. man. No, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be sappy or nothing, but um, I've, I've met a, a good person. You're, you're a good friend to me. Um, we always have good conversations. We never get in arguments no, over, no, over what we talk about. You know, um, yeah. you disagree with me, I disagree with you, and we get along. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And if we could. If, if we could do that with more people, try to do that with more people. And I mean, everybody in general, if we could just try to get along with each other more, you know, put our differences aside about, about religion, about sexual orientation, you know, about politics. About the price of mozzarella sticks at the five and nine. Yeah, man, that's a killer, Chris. Uh, that really, that really chaps my hide. You know what I'm saying? What, that it's fried cheese and they're overpriced? Yes, sir. I like cheese sticks, brother. <laughs> it's fried cheese and they're yeah. eight bucks a pop. <laughs> and on and that note, good for you, but damn it, I like those things. <laughs> damn it, they are fine. They are not good for you whatsoever, but damn, they taste good. Well, and you know, that- if we, if we deep fried some real cheese, it may not be as bad. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know most what? of the cheese we eat nowadays is just a bunch of bunch of garbage. Well. You know what? On that note, to be continued, like the movie Back to the Future, right? Yes, sir.
Anyway, I'm Chris Graves, or Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal, and you are... I'm Tom Cooper. He's Tom Cooper, Hey folks, thanks for watching, we appreciate it. Um, and I want to say uh, thanks for AT coming off the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Doc Brown and Marty McFly say thank you, Angry Tiger, aka our friend, good friend Franco. Always love making an appearance. Thank you to Mr. Tom Cooper. And thank you, Chris. You're a good man, brother. We love our, the Coopers. Love you very much. <laughs> hey, don't spread that, that around too much. I might get I a bad rep. <laughs> and on that note, let's hear this beautiful music by Alan Silverstreet. I think I pronounced that right. From Back to the Future, one, two, and three. <laughs> Not to be confused with Sister Act Three. Coming soon, folks. We will be with you next week. If I can do this the right way. Thank you.